We're live in three, two, one. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, EdCast Podcast, episode eight, with my special guest here. We're talking about a man who came out of a small town and ended up back into another small town. We're talking about a man who once taught whales and dolphins and ended up teaching humans. We're talking about a man who I'd assume doesn't like to be called by his full name when at a local bank because it can be mistaken for advocating crime. Advocating more of a certain type of crime, if you will. We're talking about a man who once taught us or me the anatomy of a frog and we ended up dissecting frogs. But today, we're going to be dissecting a little bit about his personal life. So, ladies and gentlemen, with us today, Mr. Rob Moore. Thank you. How are you doing today? Doing very well. That intro right there, I just... I, uh, yeah, I, I try not to rob people very often, but, you know, uh, I have heard that joke before. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I guess I had a special guest one time. And I thought, hey, uh, I kind of just want to think of something off the top of my head. And normally people that come on, they'll be like, hey, what are we going to talk about? What are we, what are we going to talk about? Don't talk to me about it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to plan what's going to be said here. Just go with the flow. But uh, I do know that you came out of a small town, correct? Is it Lone? I did, Lone, Texas. And you, you have to be going there to get there. Um, it's quite a bit smaller than Lomita. Yes. And so we, we talk about Lomita being a one-stop light town. Yes. Uh, Lone is a no-stop light town. I, so. Yeah, that is correct. I've only been to a basketball game a few times. I don't really remember what it's like. Um, but talk to me a little bit about how you – I know you went to Lone. You went to uh, school at Texas Tech, I believe. Uh, and then you ended up at SeaWorld, I don't know, before or prior to your yeah. education. And then you ended up here, which – you were my teacher in, I think, biology or something, seventh biology, grade, something chemistry, like that. You know, ma- many, things, many yeah. classes. Yeah. And now you're, I didn't even know, you're superintendent. I didn't even know. Yes. But talk to, to us a little bit about how you went from loan to where you at today. Right. Well, okay, so I um, had 15 in my graduating class. And uh, I come from a family of Red Raiders. We're very happy now because we had a great game right. yesterday. Yeah, uh, but uh, so going to going to tech was a good thing, and uh, um, people always ask how, how do you go to a big school when you uh, when you came from a very small place. But um, I've always said, and I say this about Lamita, is that you know if you you are what you make it, and right. uh, you can be prepared in a small school to go to the big world if that's what you want. And so I I made that leap without worrying about it too much. And right. Um, a lot of cool things happened, and you mentioned the Sea World. Uh, when I, if you go all the way back to when I was a kid, I read a lot. I like I like books. I don't I don't get to read much for pleasure right, right. now, but um, I read a book called Divers Down when I was about 12, 13 years old, and it was about scuba diving, and that got me interested in marine biology and marine archaeology and things like that. And so, the first uh, first PE I took in at tech was uh, scuba diving okay and I also had a job uh, while I was going to tech and uh, a great great uh, couple Hubert and Ruby Russell 
and uh, I was at work one day and said, you know, I just love to work with whales. I'd love to be at SeaWorld and all that. And I was in the back doing something, and, and Ruby yells out, come here, come here, come here, get on the phone. I need you to get on the phone right now. So I got on the phone. She said, uh, this is SeaWorld. And so, you know, I might not have ever made that call myself. Right. But here's this, and this person just said, you know, I'm going to give him a push. And um, got on the phone, found out what it took to work there, and, and that became the summer job. And I'm not going to say that I was there very long, right. uh, but it was an incredible experience. I got to work uh, with the killer whales. Uh, Kalina and Kotar were the whales in Samoa, and um, you know, it's unforgettable. Now, I, after I graduated from tech, I chose to take the education route rather than go back, but I had, I had the opportunity to go back. Did you have different plans of, you know, you're in the education field now, did you have a different plan before you even graduated high school yeah you know if I go back into into um, into high school I was thinking more about becoming a doctor physician and then then I went my dad was a teacher and a coach and I went to tech and I started out in biology and then I went to like physical therapy and then I moved to like soils which was a crazy thing uh, and uh, and yeah that like working for the ASCS office and stuff like that with and uh, but then I went back to biology and became a teacher. Yeah. And really, I've been a teacher most of my life, so right. it never... So it was it, just a it, habit. Yeah, it was just natural. School, in general, is kind of a way of life that I knew. I mean, the school environment. Right. And well, just... I have a small confession. <laughs> Actually, I could tell you now because we were way past that. But I, you know, I was in your class, and I was always figuring out... I was in Miss Moore's class. I don't know what uh, subject it was, but... Maybe math or I, I don't know, but I cheated, Mr. Moore. I cheated, and I'll confess that right here, right now. But I will say that, I don't know, I guess I didn't take my education seriously. And uh, I guess after high school, it wasn't really because of my job or what I do for a living and stuff like that. But I did, uh, I don't know, I guess I just became more of a curious fella. And I regretted not... Um, taken advantage of you know the education that was there in front of me um but so if you know somebody out there's listening they're like you know what I don't want to pay attention or something like that you know my advice to you would be uh take advantage of it because uh it's crazy what you learn in life you know sure uh, and you never stop learning it's, it's uh you, you never quit it, you don't know what your direction your life will go correct you know and you make a choice and uh, yeah, you just have to you 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 have to take the what you where you are and make it the best right. possible. And sometimes you take a, a leap and, and go a totally different direction. Right. Like I mean, I took a leap here. I didn't. I didn't. You know, I didn't plan on doing podcasts. It just I drew it up in my mind, and I thought, you know what, I'm gonna exactly. I'm gonna plug some mics in and see what what can happen. But what does your uh, Sunday normally look like right now? Uh, uh, normally. Well, I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's Sunday morning for us as we go to church, okay. and, um, and that's that's probably where my uh, guiding principles come from. Okay, I mean, absolutely. I I was kind of thinking about this you know, uh, earlier today, and um, you know, number one, serve God. Number two, take care take care of people, and that, those are the kind of things that that I've tried to live my life around. Not, not always that great at it, but right. That's where you try to build your life, and then uh, I think a third guiding principle is whatever you do, do it, do it 
do your best. Uh, that, you know, that is a good principle. Whatever you put right your there. hand to do, do it, do it mightily. Is the yes, verse, sir. I think. Uh, so you say you would say your faith plays a big role in your in your work environment uh, and stuff like that. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. How so? If you can give us an example. Well, I'm, I'm just going to say that um, you, you have to approach uh, this kind of job, the kind of job that I have, and I'm not saying you don't do that with every job, but the job of take, taking care of people's children. Uh, you know, you have to approach that understanding that every one of those kids is important. Right. And they may not be your own child, but they are absolutely important to the future of this country, the future uh, of, that's going to be taking care of us. Um, but you, you want them to have every opportunity to, to succeed. And you don't always know uh, how to help, but you, you, know, you jump in there and try to do the best you can. Yes, sir. Agreed. And you don't give up on any of them, you know, and, and that's, that's really important. Oh, yeah. Agree, one hundred percent. Do you ever feel like you have to compromise a little bit of your beliefs uh, when working, uh, you know, with with a school environment, a teaching environment? Um, well, you know, you don't uh, talk a whole lot, right, uh, uh, about uh, God in the public school environment. Right. But um, in in the small rural Texas world, there are, th- you know, you certainly have opportunities to. Uh, continue to show what you believe in uh, compared to maybe some other places. Oh, yeah. I feel like uh, that's more so in Texas. Yeah. And uh, I guess this is why it's my favorite state, and I was born here. I'm a proud Texan, and you may not know this, but I was the only one of my siblings born in the state of Texas. Gotcha. Everybody no, else was born in it. doesn't matter where they were born in. It wasn't Texas, so I'm here. Uh, actually, uh, the day I called you to come in, Shoot, I, you know, I catch myself thinking about things a lot. And sometimes I'm in a meeting at work or wherever, and I'm not even paying attention. This kind of relates, you know, kind of goes back to the school days. But this time it's different because I already know what I'm doing there. Uh, I had a meeting the day I called you to, to be on. I was, I was stuck at, uh, I got a life insurance policy two years back, and the guy was like, hey, uh, his name is... Uh, Something Ferguson, my bad. I, I, you know, uh, he works with Farm Bureau, and he wanted me to convert my uh, term into a whole life policy. And I was sitting there thinking, you know, I was in school. I, fe- I feel like I was in school, you know, a couple years ago. Well, really, it was, you know, 10 plus years ago, whatever. But now I'm sitting here, and you got this guy talking to me about his crunching numbers, and he's all, hey, look. You're going to end up paying this much money when you turn 45, when you turn 50 or whatever. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is crazy. And uh, to me, it just uh, put things into perspective, I guess. And uh, I, I never imagined being, I'm, I'm 29 right now. I'm almost 30. But to me, time goes by really quick. Absolutely. So I kind of try to, normally if I, if I come up with an idea, I try to, incorporate it or do it as soon as I can which this being one of them but uh yeah the guy he uh his name's Brandon Ferguson and he he was talking to Jeanette and I and uh, he's like I come from Richland Springs so I was like yeah you look we're done cancel my policy we're out buddy that you know see you later no I he didn't, no I didn't tell him that but I wanted to but he's a really nice guy and uh I used to sell life insurance by the way did you really yeah I and did. How long did you do that for? Oh, a couple of years. A couple of years, I think. Oh, it, was, it was while I was early young teacher. 
Yeah, I had to have a little bit of you know side money. I feel like you have to be a good talker to do it. Would you consider yourself a a good talker? I'm not a salesman. I think uh, I'm a salesman for the things that you know, things about school. Right. But not not for products. Not for going out and finding people to to buy something. Right. Would you say you're a good public speaker? Well, I'd say you are, but what do you think about yourself? Um, I've just been doing it all my life, so I don't know whether I'm good at it or not. But I, you don't get jittery. Not terribly, no. Yeah, some people just it's can't just, handle it. It's just part of life. Yes, sir. Do you feel like okay? So, uh, you've obviously been evolving in terms of responsibility. You know, from mm-hmm. from when I went to school till now. Right. How do you think you developed? that sense of responsibility? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm sure I got it from dad, you know, and, you think so? and, and, and my parents, mom and dad, but um, when you're in a small school, it the difference between small and large is in a large school, you, t- you, turn, you, you learn how to do one class very, very well, and, and you're doing that all day long, right. or, or maybe it's uh, a few classes. When you come to a small school, you end up having to get your hands in a little bit of everything and so I've done this 29 years so right. um, it, it continues to evolve for me and uh, I, you know I started in as a biologist and, and in my first school uh, when I my second school actually when I went back home to loan to teach okay and, uh, and that's where my kids first started going to school but um, the superintendent there used, was my old basketball coach and you know he he recruited us, wanted us to come, and actually at that time my dad was the principal, and um, he called me and said, "Can you teach computers?" And I said, "Well, I can use a computer." Right. And so I ended up being a computer teacher, which is also one of the courses I'm sure that I taught you. Uh, it was it was some in the computer courses. Yes, sir. And uh, so that for that led me into being a technology coordinator or the technologist on campus. Uh, as we began to get more stuff and so I just had to evolve right and, and that's where my master's actually came from and in the UT system by the way <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit that yeah. if you want yeah. in the U- actually UT Brownsville is where that's from but anyway um, that, that university doesn't exist anymore now it's UT Rio Grande Valley right Edinburgh and anyway uh, so I, I got a master's in technology education and then I had to keep going to school, get my principal's certification, then my superintendent certification. So um, you just you just got to keep working at it. Right. Do you feel like uh, uh, were you? Uh, I don't know. You don't strike me as someone who was a comedian or you know a clown or at any point in life. Would you Would you agree with that statement? I was probably not the class clown. Right. You know, I, I always wanted to to get the highest grade. You know. And, turn the paper in the fastest and all that so you know <laughs> no but I also I mean I don't know I, I feel like I was pretty much regular Joe uh, in life too um, but I always worked very hard did y'all ever win state in basketball uh, not in basketball we got to regional tournament in basketball I don't remember I don't recall if I saw a trophy or not or maybe I heard a story or somebody say there, I know you played basketball yes yeah yeah uh, there is a state championship trophy in football six-man football uh, at loan, right. nineteen eighty-seven, when we when I was a junior. Wow, and you were a part of the team. Yes, well, that's pretty neat. Yeah, it was fun. That is cool. Did y'all get rings at the time? Fifty-eight thirty beat the Wellman Wildcats. Wow, um, I can you know that comes off the top of my head. Yeah, 
And it's, anytime a lone eagle from that day listens to the song Hysteria, they turn it up. Def Leppard. Hysteria? Because well, there was a video made. I'm, whatever that song is, I'm going to add it to the intro of this podcast. Because that, I kind of have a little, awesome. uh, a little bit of B-roll that I'll do like an intro. Mm-hmm. And I'll normally have my guests, hey, throw a song at me. And I'll put that in the beginning. So I'll do that here. Yeah, it was it was a good time, you know, a good time to be a Lone Eagle. But you know, it's been great in the last several years to uh, to to be a Lone Eagle Hornet. Or it's been great all the time. But right. there's been a lot of good success uh, in athletics. Oh yeah, uh, especially I think this year. I don't know. Are we in state right now? Are we, are well, we, we in the uh, playoffs? We're, we're right in now? the playoffs right now. The girls uh, uh, lost their area round. They won their by district round uh, in basketball and lost it area. Great game. Awesome atmosphere. Played their hearts out. It was very close. I missed out. Yeah. And then uh, uh, the boys will play Tuesday night for their by-district game. What location? That's going to be in Brownwood at the okay. Coliseum. So. Well, I yeah. got plans. I'm, I, I'm, I'm booked to. Yeah, I'm, about, let's see. In 1988, I played in the Coliseum basketball in Brownwood. Wow. 1988? Mm-hmm. How old are you right now? Uh, I'm 50 years old. 50? Mm-hmm. No, you just strike me like a 42. Yeah, no, I look I'm, at my dad and I was like, okay, you're 50, 52, 53. I thought, no, like I said, I've been doing this a long time, 29 years. Do you feel, do you feel like, uh, well, you, you talked, you talked about it earlier. You don't feel like you could run a mile and, and no, no, no. I can, I can run a mile, uh, just not very fast. Right. Yeah. And you know, you know, I still love to play basketball. Oh so. yeah. That's a, I, I don't know. My mom always considered it. Hey, she'll, she'll tell me. It's kind of a childish thing to do, but I don't know. I think it's more of a cultural difference. I, I feel like uh, I feel like she feels older because she stopped doing the things she did when she, when she was young, and I want to continue to do everything I can because I, right now I feel. Well, I, I will tell you a little secret, and this is something I figured out along the way. When you get my age, you may you may have thought you would be a whole lot different uh, and a whole lot wiser. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little wiser, but right. I pretty much feel the same in my head as I did when right. I was a 19-year-old at Texas Tech. You know? Right. Um, and hopefully I've learned a few things along the way, but it, you're not as different as you think you would be. Right. And so there may be, you know, you can't run as fast and as long, uh, but you still want to do those things. And you, you know, you're that, still kind of yourself. That is funny you say that. Uh, I guess that's true. I, I've come to find that out at this point in my life that, I still feel like, I guess, I guess because in the back of my head, I always think about the spiritual, spiritual, like eternal things. I'll think about, you know, if someone, you know, I hear someone at work saying something that they're, they're having some kind of issue. And in my head, I'm like, you know, that's an issue, but it's not eternal. Your, your soul's eternal. So I'm not worried about it. If, you know, my house burned down or my car you know, got T-boned or something. Right. I don't think I'd put too much emphasis in worry as other people who, I guess, uh, don't have God in their life. Right. So right. when I hear these things, I just, I can't relate to that. So uh, I feel like because of that, in a sense, I don't take too much serious. And I kind of just, I mean, I'm not saying I don't put in the effort. Like you say, you got to put in 100%. 110% effort into everything you do at all times, which I agree with that statement because I feel like um, it's almost like it's kind of like a I wouldn't put it uh, it's almost like a spiritual law 
like gravity. It doesn't matter what you believe in, who you are, gravity will work on you. Uh, I feel like those people who do good, even if they're not spiritual, I feel like the rule still applies. They'll still be blessed in some way, sort or form, you know. Right. Uh, but at this stage in my life, I'm like, you know, I take things serious. I do things 110%. But at the same time, I'm just having a good time. Is that strange? I always no, thought it was great. strange. No, I think I know. I think it's exactly right. I think you got a good perspective. I wanted to ask if you remembered your senior year, last day of school, challenging uh, the principal and the music teacher to a basketball game. And I can't remember who you were with. It might have been Colt or Dalton. Uh, when Dalton, I can't remember. Uh, the music teacher and the principal won, by the way. Do you remember this? No. <laughs> I'm going to need some footage. <laughs> I don't recall. Oh, oh, you know what? Was it in the old gym? It was in the old gym. It was a two-on-two, correct? Yes. Wow. Yes. I can't believe you remember that. Now it's flooding back in. I do remember that. It was you and Eugene Barrett. That's right. I think it was me and Charlie Wagner. It was you and Charlie. That's it. That's it. Wow. We got our butts beat. That's terrible. It was close. It was close. I think it was your senior year. It might have been your junior year. No, it it was my junior year. That is correct. Okay. I do remember that challenge. What year would that have been? That have been 2010. Okay, yeah. 12 years ago, I probably have lost a step or two. It happens. (laughs) Uh, So actually, it's funny that we're here now because I believe that a year ago, we were under the same roof, if I'm not mistaken. We were all in agreement with holy matrimony with Mr. Reed Moore. And Miss Katie Moore. Let's, let's see. That's uh, today is the twentieth, right? That is correct. So yeah, yeah, one year ago. Isn't that strange? Yeah, now it is. You know, we were coming off the snowpocalypse when we all headed down to Kaufman, and uh, uh, yeah, I got to I got to perform the service and, and marry. Uh, my son to Austin. So you had recently got your license? No, uh, you know, one of the things in Texas is uh, you can be a lay preacher. Uh, okay. And um, I don't know if that's true in all over the, the you know, all over the U.S. or not, but um, as a lay preacher, um, you don't have to be ordained in any way. You right. Just, uh, you, but you can take care of the service, and that's what I did. Did y'all end up going a day prior, or we actually drove that day, the day of? I, I, no, 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 actually, we, we drove halfway there, and then the next day we, we got to Kaufman. Gotcha. Yeah, we did go the day before. Um, we had the rehearsal dinner that night, right. uh, but we didn't actually do the, the practice uh, until the day of, so we, we only had the venue. Y'all didn't have any difficulties on the road or anything like that? No, it wasn't too bad. Um, you, you could tell where... I mean, there were cars on the sides yeah. all the way there yeah. that, you know, in the days up leading up to that had spun out because that was the two weeks or, you know, week and a half where we didn't even have electricity. Right. Or it was on and then off and right. then on and off. It, it, that was an interesting time. but It was. And I, and I recall that we, I, I put the bed out in the living room. It was the warmest spot in the house. So we stayed here and uh you know things started to clear up i think the sun started to come out wednesday thursday the wedding was saturday correct? right exactly uh, and uh jeanette asked me hey are we going to the wedding is it still on and i'm like well it, of course it's still on you don't just cancel a wedding i don't think and uh 
I sat there and I was debating whether or not I should go because at this point, you know, a couple of pipes might have bursted yeah. and I had to repair them. Well, actually, it ended up being a super easy fix. And uh, I was like, you know what? Uh, this is kind of a big deal. It's kind of a once-in-a-lifetime deal. Well, it should be. And uh, we ended up, yeah, we ended up heading out there and having a good time. And it was a good day. Yeah, it was I, some good weather. I, I enjoyed it. Um, the kids were great. Um, it was It was really fun for me to to talk to them, to give them some, you know, a little bit of guidance. Right. And, and then just to be there with them in that occasion. It, it was awesome. I was honored. Yes, sir. How long have you been married? Uh, this will be 29 years. What would you say, uh, maybe a hint of wisdom that you can drop on someone, a newlywed? I, I would say that, um, you know, this... Those first couple of years or, you know, first couple of months or whatever, uh, is to really be patient with each other. Right. And I don't know, the one thing about Heather and I is we, we just don't fight. You know, every once in a while we'll get mad at each other and sulk a little bit, but we don't right. fight. And we never have. We didn't fight in front of the kids. And, um, you know, the, the best part of it is uh, uh, for me to, te- for a husband, a future husband, is to find yourself a very patient wife. Oh yeah, that's, that's how this has worked. Oh yeah, See? my my dad always says, "Don't pray for patience because then you know you're going to be given the test." And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't pray for it." Yeah, no. So I, I you know, uh, Heather is like, she's very, very patient. Well, that's good. And because you know, I like to be in a little bit of trouble, right? You know, at least <laughs> part of the time. And uh, so she just shakes her head and, and moves on. Um, but I mean, it's true. You you got to respect each other and and be there for each other, and because. Uh, another thing that I uh, I talk a lot about to people is that you know I mean when you think about the concept of religion and Christianity and and belief in God and all that and faith faith is awesome and it'll get you through everything right but we got to know that there's going to be some really really rough times and oh yeah Agreed. I've always said if you haven't been through something that puts you on your knees then you just haven't lived long enough yet right because it's going to happen and so. You know, as a husband and a wife, you got to be ready for those things and talk about it ahead of time. Talk about, uh, you know, how you handle situations and when you're upset, uh, talk about why you're upset. You know, it's very important to communicate. Do you feel like uh, the psyche of, let's say, a 20-year-old right now, let's say Reed, for example, do you think that, do you feel like you work with a bunch of teens, a bunch of kids, a bunch of kids, you know, from ages... Uh, up until 18 or whatever do you feel like the psyche of a 20 18 year old has evolved comparison to comparing it to someone from your time in high school well I I don't know I think people know about so much more now oh yeah a lot quicker is the internet and right and I think that's a tremendously double-edged sword you know uh, the ability to communicate through text messaging is, is a double-edged sword, you know. Right. Uh, the, the ability to say what you want, when you want, to whom you want at any moment in time is not great for a 16-year-old. Oh, yeah. Um, it, so there's, there's a lot of challenges. And then, you know, of course, all the negative possibilities that come through Internet, social media, whatever. Kids know a whole lot more now. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they're going to college and high school. and. You know, we didn't have those opportunities back then. Oh, yeah. I feel like it's insane. I feel like, uh, you know, America obviously strives to improve. Mm-hmm. There's the quote, make America great again, which we all want to. But uh, 
I feel like in a way we're hurting ourselves because I feel like it's just so advanced and you know kids can well you grow up faster than you should have to exactly yeah I've never agreed with the well I, I don't know. Uh, with kids having phones at a young age, I didn't have a phone at a uh, young age. I didn't have one until I was 35, so. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Cell phone, yeah. Well, is, uh, is that when they started yeah, well, I don't know. That's, popping off? You know, I had a, it's like a track phone even, you know. It's like the, the, the minutes phone. You buy the minutes at a time. Right. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think uh, to tell a parent, you know, now, I think get in your kid's business. Right. You know. Um, don't let them have the cell phone all the time. Let them have it for needs. Let them have it uh, for certain things. Sure, uh, it's it's part of our life. Right. Um, we want them to have it when they're on the bus going to a, to a game because now if something happens, we can know about it as parents. You know, we can, it's hard to put the genie back in the bottle. Right. But you know, there's apps you can help. You can control that a little bit and uh, protect your kids. Yes, sir. I would say. Agree, one hundred percent. I didn't have a phone until I was eighteen. I think I was a senior in high school, and I was always envious about the kids who would. They, you know, they'd have a flip phone because that's all that was out at the time. Yeah, now you can get you can get them now, and I want one. So. Right, <laughs> and I, I remember uh, I'd always tell my parents, "Hey, everybody's got a cell phone. I ain't got a cell phone." Well, my dad. Well, at the time we couldn't afford it. At the he couldn't afford a cell phone to be handing out cell phones, and also. He just didn't like the idea of us having, uh, for whatever reason, which I feel like I've learned, I've benefited from it. I feel like uh, I always catch people in public or at work, even adults, oh, they, they feel so attached to their phones. They're like, if they're sitting there for five minutes, let me pull out my phone. Let me... Uh, well, I mean, it's an amazing thing in yeah. some ways. I mean, every the collective knowledge of the whole humanity oh, yeah. is right here. Uh, but as a, as a school administrator... Um, I can get to you know every file that I have. Oh yeah. And so yeah, I'm I'm way too tied to it. It's it's advantageous. I like my parents. Sometimes they'll go and they'll make payments in person. I'm like I don't do anything right, in right. person. It's it's strange. I'll do everything through the phone. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm not necessarily advocating this because you have to do it right if you do it. But I pay for everything with a credit card. Oh yeah. And. Cashback. Exactly. Cashback. But the way that I handle that is like two or three times a month, you know, I'm using my phone. I just go, and I I pay that bill. Right. And, but so everything is is credit card cashback. I try to put this house payment on on a credit card. It didn't work. No, they would not. No, I think I try to do the same thing. I tried. I was like, hey, you know, give us some time. A little bit of cashback will build up. But there's a lot of other things, you know, that you can put on it. Oh, yeah. I, I got pretty much everything else aside from the mortgage. And so, you know, I always try to figure out a way to win that game. You know, you're right. always going to be, uh, the banks are always going to win. Yes, sir. But there are ways that you can hack you know, it. Yeah. In, uh, in, in a legal way, I guess you can say. Yeah. Exactly. Agreed 100%. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I, I have to take time to, to eject my phone for a while and and go places where they, they don't work. Oh, yeah. So. Well, I turn on my airplane mode. Like, I have it on right now. Yeah. And at night, I do so because I don't... I mean, people tell me, if there's an emergency, you need to have it on. Well, I tell them, or I could be anybody, I'm no doctor, and I ain't Jesus. So I can't cure you. I can't save you. I can't really help you. Um, but 
just my way of thinking, but was that an iPhone I just saw? No, no, this is actually a Samsung. Ah, okay. Yeah. I figured as much. I was just like, yeah. wait a second. Yeah, no, so, no iPhones for me. So I hear you don't like uh, Apple. I'm not a big Apple guy, no. Why is that? I really don't know the answer to that. It's kind of like Ford and Chevy. You know? I have noticed that you, uh, you've you owned Ford. I do. I've, I've, but you know what? I grew up on Chevys. That's and, strange. Uh, I thought, you know, I was about to ask you about that. I was like, he must have grew up on Ford. No, I, in college, I, right after I graduated, I guess, uh, when I, after I got my first job, I was driving an old little beater. And uh, oh, maybe a year or so into it, I bought a Ford Ranger, and I kept it for 15 years. I think I remember and, it. Yeah. Did, you, did you bring it here to uh, Lomita yeah, when yeah, you started to? Yeah, yeah I was I here. I so I had it for a very long time. And then, then I... Uh, there was a thing called cash for clunkers in the Obama years. <laughs> yeah. And I found this 2003 Ford uh, F-150. Um, had 100,000 miles on it. It was really nice. though. And I got it for $6,000. And I drove that for 10 years. Wow. So that's the bulk of my uh, you know, adult life and uh, right. working life of uh, those two trucks. And then I got this one a few years ago. It's a Ford F-150. So what was your first car? Uh, it well it depends on what you're asking, because you know I was driving from like I was 12 years old. Because, oh yeah. You know, I was in loan and <laughs> not many. Was there cops at the time? Oh no, 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 no we didn't have any. Wow. No officers at all. Um, but you know, we all drove 12 years old. We also had guns in our in the the racks in our trucks right. when we drove to school. It was a, it was a different time. People didn't worry about that. Right. But. Um, I, I don't know. My favorite was was like a a GMC Dually. Uh, it was my dad's. We we had a a, a store or like a general store, sold feed. So he had a big truck, and that one ran on propane. Wow! So when you filled it up with propane, you could just drive it forever. So it was the. You know, I didn't understand. It was like you, a. I didn't understand you had to actually fill up vehicles. You know. It was like an Elon Musk technology <laughs> yeah, back yeah, then. It, it was great. That's great. Why do you think that is that? People feel strange when uh, switching car brand, or even myself, I was actually considering switching car insurance. But it feels like a big deal, I, and and I don't want to, you know, overthink things or undermine things. But I, I think you know when you've had a good experience. I mean, every uh, you know companies know that they have a brand to sell you, and they, they like to get you into that brand if you have a good experience. Then you know, so they'll, they'll that keep you in it. have you had a bad experience with Apple? Oh no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I don't really know why. Uh, Do you feel like actually it's, it's, I did have a bad experience with Apple? I'll tell you about that bad experience. With okay. Apple. I bought six hundred dollars worth of Apple stock. Okay. Uh, and that was a long time ago. It's probably <laughs> probably about twenty years ago. I bought six hundred dollars worth of Apple stock, and I was playing around a little bit. And I thought, you know, you know, and that that stock went up. It was maybe it was twenty bucks and went up to uh, twenty six, twenty eight dollars, and I went ahead and sold it. So I was being a little bit speculative. Right after I got out of Apple stock, they they came out uh, with the iPhone. Okay. Not the iPhone, the iPod. Right. And so, you know, whatever, that $600 would have been like $25,000, you know, a short period of time. And right. So, I'm just mad at them. That's it. Yeah, I feel like... Uh... I remember watching the, the, the first commercial Apple released for the iPhone Touch. Yeah. And to me, I remember, like, like, yeah, I, you know, I thought to myself, you know, I don't think I'll ever be able to afford that in a million years, yeah. a million years. 
But it's funny now that I feel like uh, it's strange how things are. Back then, they were mega expensive, and you either had to get, have really good credit or you know deep pockets to have one. And now they're shoving it in your face for free. Right, right. It's like we want to have you, we want to track you, so, we want so you to. One of the things that I think maybe uh, was my—I mean, if you go all the way back, I was a PC guy. Okay. So, um, and I, I never learned how to really deal with Macs, and it irritated me. So I was a PC guy. Okay. And so when the phones came out, I was sort of not so much an Apple guy because of that. But I never liked the way that they forced you into their ecosystem. Yeah. Now, I, every non-Apple guy is like, oh, that's awesome. You know, when you see how everything works together. Right. But I didn't like being forced into it. So, And now we sold our soul to Google. So, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, either way, you end up, you know, you, all of your information is out there in the cloud. It's leaked somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that is always strange to me. I just kind of well, I, at the end of the day, you have to pick a phone. You have to yeah, pick you, a company, you, you and uh, I, th- I just I thought I, how that that is strange how they're always yeah. just. You, I can get an iPhone for free right now. I have a ten. Uh, I haven't. I don't upgrade. Well, it's a thousand dollar computer in right. your pocket that you can, that at least it appears you get them for free. Correct. Yeah. Well, I, well, you don't get them for free. What I'm saying is. I pay for it, right? But, I mean, they make it so easy for you. Yes. They'll tell you, hey, yes. you know what? We'll give you, you know, you'll do $20, $20 a month payments, exactly. which is, it's a burger at Sonic or two. And uh, and back then, it's it's just weird. It's so, uh, how that changes. It's like they want it, they want you to have it so bad. We, uh, I kind of don't like that. Mm-hmm. They make it so easy for you to have now. Uh, something about that I don't like, but uh, I feel like it Absolutely. goes beyond what people know uh, it goes into almost spiritual realms i would say and i don't want to get yeah, into all I that mean, but it, i would it's agree it's possible i mean uh, we certainly are it's the dark we're, arts we're heavily influenced by it right there's no question about it that we're, we're tremendously influenced by the technologies um and and it's ubiquitous you can't get away from it you right know, you can't live in this world without it so you know if you want to get into some biblical stuff you can start going hmm. well i can i that's just always get into like these hypothetical yeah. theories and myths and uh, the dark arts, it and knows. I feel like you know, there's this agenda being pushed by the the evil forces that you know a lot of people you know either know or just don't want to know. But I would say, you know, it's like anything else. You can, if parents are wise, they can control it. Uh, they, you can teach your children how to use it in a in a more uh, positive way and protect them as much as possible and then hopefully they grow up with the you know the, the the strategies the techniques to keep the you know the negatives away but social media is a tough world oh yeah it is do you have social media i do um we i use it very sparingly and, and that's because you know I, I would catch myself just going spinning it spinning right. it spinning it spinning it you're not even looking at anything right you know you're just spinning through and then like, or more of the same what, what, what's going on here? So I kind of, I use it to keep in touch with people and uh, I'll look a little bit, but not much. That's, that's, that's a good, good idea right there. Do you think that, uh, where, where do you see, where do you think you see yourself in the future? Do you have any goals right now that you still feel like you want to accomplish? Well, yes. Uh, I just don't know what they are yet. Hey, that's, that's me. Um, I, I tell, stu- I tell kids all the time. I don't, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And, Until and they, now, you still say the same thing. Yeah, I still say the same thing. <laughs> and they look at me like, what are you, nuts? You know, especially <laughs> little kids. You know? Right. And, you know, well, I'm 50 years old. Um, I'm eligible to retire this year. 
had every intention of retiring this year, but you know the opportunity. It, to, yeah, this this wow. year. Wow. This year. Okay. Um, at the opportunity to be superintendent came up. I, I, there are things we're trying to accomplish. Okay. So, um, you know, I thought, well, we'll keep at it a, a little bit. Um, Heather's got, after this year, she's got five more years before she can retire. So, you know, I, I don't, I didn't envision being superintendent, um, but uh, it's a great opportunity. Right. And, but after that, I don't know what I'm going to do. So if I retired, it would have been something else. Um, you know, you're, you're doing this podcast. I've always enjoyed talking. So radio was a possibility for me. Uh, you know, working... An anchor man. <laughs> working in education as a consultant was something I used to do. So I went across mostly the East Coast and worked in New York, New Jersey, uh, Florida, you look like you'd be a world traveler, someone who would just venture out and well, just... so that's kind of like my favorite hobby. Right. You know, and uh, so I do want to travel. That's the one thing I want. I wanted in terms of going to uh, getting to retirement was I wanted more time. Right. You know, as it is right now in the summers, I'm pretty busy. Uh, we have our two weeks that we can go take a trip somewhere, but I wanted to be able to take the whole summer, you know, and right. go somewhere. And, or, or, you know, more time during the year even. And so travel is, is definitely one of my favorite oh, yeah. things. You strike me more as a workaholic. Or I, you, yeah. Sometimes I right. am. And sometimes that's regrettable. But I know people where I work, and I mean, we're talking about people who, I, you know, they're ready for retirement financially. And they still don't. They just, right. I'm like, dude, what are you waiting for? Are you trying to wait till you're 85 and you can't really physically enjoy whatever it is you like to do and i felt like you would you're gonna wait till you're 60 or something and now you're telling me you planned no no i, I had every intention of retiring right. i really did and it's not again it's not that i didn't like what i was doing right it's right. just that now i have the opportunity um to to be paid not to do what i'm doing right <laughs> yeah. you know there's a financial side to yeah, that. yeah there's a benefit to that and then to go find something else that i'm interested in to be a part of and that'll come though Right. You know, I feel like uh, while I have the chance and while we're in, in a climate where we, we want to get some things done at school, then let's go. Let's go to work. You know, we're coming off of COVID and it's been a crazy couple of years. Um, but I, I can see a, a real light at the end of the tunnel and I'd like to work a few more years probably. Oh, yeah. Do you feel like, uh, this is actually a question I had in mind. I was like, don't forget this question. Do you feel that... Uh, people's intellect or, or knowledge or someone smart, do you feel like that's more genetic or that's something that uh, someone develops on their own in time? I, I, well, I think, you know, there's a lot of things that that affect. I'm getting my, my phone was ringing. Uh, there's a lot of things that affect, um, you know, you, where you end up. Right. Uh, I, I would say that, you know, most people have a potential that you know, there's biological potential. Biological, absolutely. Right. Um, but uh, I think your work ethic, um, uh, what's instilled in you in a very young age, um, your goals that you set out, all of those things matter. Yes, sir. And uh, so I think, you know, everyone has the opportunity to achieve. Um, there are going to be those with, you know, I, I can't turn myself into Michael Jordan. Right. Um, but, you know, everybody can achieve at a high level if they find what they're interested in and really push that direction. I agree, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. That's a question.
question I've had, you know, and I wanted to know your take on that. And I've always felt like, uh, I don't know, I feel like uh, sometimes things are given biologically. But sure. uh, that's just something I wanted your take on. Yeah. Um, I think we all have a chance to take the biology and turn it into uh, you know, a positive true potential. Oh, or exactly. That's the word I'm looking for. If uh, there's, I'm I'm 100% certain that uh, Reed is going to be sideswiped, or he's gonna, he's probably gonna end up, you know, he's he's gonna be eating some cereal. That's just how I envision it, and he's gonna be scrolling through his socials, and he's gonna see you in the front, and he's probably gonna spit out his cereal, <laughs> and he's probably gonna FaceTime me because he FaceTimed me a few weeks ago, and he said, hey, you should have, you should, well, he said, hey, schedule me on the podcast. I want to be on your podcast. I was like, sure. So, hey, you know what? You should have my dad on your podcast. And I was like, I beat you to the punch, kid. But awesome. uh, if you have anything to say to him, what would that be? Oh, I, I just, I'm proud of him. And I, I, I'm proud that uh, he's working hard and doing great things. And I'm glad for he and Katie. And, and uh, I think there's awesome things in their future. And, uh, you know, I, I got a new grandbaby, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, What's that like? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you feel like uh, you, you like that side more a little bit than having... No, no, no. But, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm proud of Jess and Colt and, oh, yeah. and, and what they're accomplishing. And, you know, it's, it's just so important that you remember the whole family. Oh, yeah. As, as true and, and, and you continue to, you know, serve God. That's, the, the, things will work out. Things will unfold in time yeah, on their own. Absolutely. Well, Mr. Moore, I appreciate you coming out. I know you're a busy man, and uh, it's been about an hour mark, I believe. And uh, I try to keep them, you know, anywhere between. I, I might have told you 30 minutes. I lied. I trapped you. That's, that's okay. <laughs> no, but no but really, I mean, I, in, initially I thought I'm going to make videos somewhere between 30, 35. And I started having people in. And I told them the goal, and I'd look at the time, and they just kept yeah, going. Yeah, they kept, know, I was like, you know what, you, you really talking. can't say anything in 30 minutes. Yeah. But you know, uh, it always. I, I try to keep them within that time frame because uh, even then, it takes hours for them to upload, and and then I have to edit and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think an hour is a good time. Right. Um, it's not that I'm kicking you out. It's no, simply that it's great. easier to edit. But I appreciate you coming out, and uh, thank you for your time. Right. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in and subscribing. I actually started out with like nine subscribers. And honestly, it, to me, it's like a little adrenaline rush, not knowing who's watching. But I do get some feedback from some people that I, uh, I don't know, who are you? Like, I know who you are, but I didn't expect you to uh, be watching my podcast. Yeah. So it's strange. And people from different backgrounds, which is interesting. But uh, appreciate it. Appreciate the fans. Uh, I'm going to have Reed here next month so tune in and people always ask me who's next people <laughs> it's strange you know people at work who's next i'm like i don't even i don't have anyone from work on my social media because i, I kind of try to keep that separate but i've had someone ask me who's next i'm like i don't tell nobody who's next <laughs> i just i just i don't even like to say what i'm working on i just kind of put it out when it's done and right right there you go well i appreciate you having it Having you know, Glad having you here, here. and uh, thank you for everything, and maybe one day we can run it back in the future. Sounds good. All right, guys, tune in uh, and uh, stay sharp out there. And I know that we normally do like a like a, a deleted scene type deal, but 
open gyms, you know, calling my name. So we're going to take care of that. I appreciate it, fam. Thank you.